Well, babe, you're officially a mom. And you're officially a dad. <laughs> so my wife, Angela, is definitely my favorite blogger and YouTuber extraordinaire. And she's a pretty amazing wife, I must add. And my guess is that a lot of you may have seen my husband, Matt, on TV or in the movies. Wyatt from Timeless, Liam from 90210, anyone? Chicago from Pitch Perfect 3. I mean, he's bringing the sexy. All right, all right. So if you guys didn't know, Angela and I created a podcast called Hello Bump to chronicle our journey as expecting first-time parents. We really just started it for something for us to look back on, but we ended up really loving our weekly chat. Yeah, so much so that we couldn't stop there. I mean, now is the fun part, right? Now is the payoff for the nine months of pregnancy. Now is where our life begins. We have a brand new beautiful baby girl and we are so in love. And we want you guys to come on this new journey with us of figuring out, frankly, how to raise this little thing. We know it's going to be tough at times, but we also know the rewards are great. We're going to be chatting week to week about the joys and the struggles of learning how to do this parenting thing. I'm pretty sure we're going to mess up a lot. But from every mistake comes a lesson that we can pass on to you. So join us in this wild ride as we undertake our newest challenge, parenthood. Hello, Hello baby. baby. <laughs> Hello, baby. That giggle gets me every time. That giggle. The best. Man, she was giggling today, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. She was belly laughing. Oh. Like, couldn't catch her breath belly laughing. Angela had her in her crib, and she was, uh, like, actually, <laughs> actually what happened was we went to go wake her up, and it stunk so bad <laughs> in her room. She took a dookie in her nap time. A terrible, terrible stink. Stinky, stinky dookie. And uh, what are you doing over there? You're messing me up. I had the, I had, I was perfectly set up here and you removed my prop. By perfectly set up, Angela's like laying out like a, like a cat woman. On what, are, the, what are you like? On the bed right now and she's using my pillow that evidently I'm not allowed to touch because it messes up her microphone. I told, I told you before we started recording, do not mess with the pillow because my microphone's propped on it. And then what do you do immediately? First thing you do? Angela, I wish I could take a picture of you right now. You're literally taking up the entire bed. I'm down on like the corner of the bed and you've got like all five pillows. This is how we sleep. What are you complaining about? You've got all five pillows to your advantage this up there. This is literally how we sleep. You complain every single day that I take all the covers and I crowd you out you do why this do you, is not new why do you do it i don't know i guess i'm an only child i don't know <laughs> well yeah i guess uh we had a story about the kids dookie but uh since we talked about it yeah we're still we're still in ohio we're still in uh our uh townhouse that we rented up in the master bedroom because we don't really have any studios this is all still a little like janky setup here. We're mm -hmm. just on the bed with some microphones and a computer and cords everywhere, and uh, it's pretty late. But that's the setup. It's later than we typically record. That's for sure. Yeah, and I, I don't like the way that you're sitting because you're actually sort of laying there with a microphone propped up, like, and you're already laying sideways on the pillow like i have a feeling you're going to fall asleep i'm not gonna fall asleep i have makeup on i have to wash my face <laughs> you gotta take your face off yep am i gonna recognize you afterwards nope <laughs> okay look the story goes today we walked into the kids room and it stunk so badly and um it smelled like a trash can i mean the whole play like it's oh it was just bad 
just bad. And we She's actually, gonna listen to this one day and, and be mortified. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. You know, we were talking about that today. How back when she was a breastfed baby, it just she it, like her dookies didn't smell at all. Yeah, at all or, or or that bad. No, not at all. But oh my gosh, now that everything's going in that mouth, I mean, there's <laughs> there's no telling what's uh, what's coming out. There's a whole buffet of odors. Oh, that's it's disgusting. Disgu- that is gross. <laughs> you are gross. Anyhow, we walk in there and we were like, both of us, we woke up from the nap and we were like, what is that? And then so we started kind of getting crazy with it and kind of like tickling her. Dancing and, around. Dancing around in her, in, while she was still in the crib and she was loving it, having a blast that mom she and dad were. She just wakes were, up so happy too. Yeah, she was having a blast that mom and dad were uh, getting a kick out of her and being weird. Her stinky butt. And her stinky butt. No, but she does wake up happy almost all the time. Every once in a while, we'll have a crank a crank butt, but most of the times, most of the time, she's pretty happy. That's the best feeling when you walk in the room and she's happy. Crank butt is sort of our terms for when our kid is cranky. We we tell her she's crank butts. <laughs> but which we just had this conversation tonight, though. Yeah. Tonight we literally just said I think we need to stop using the word butt because we don't want to use the word butt. It's um kind of a harsh word so we we said it's too, it's too yeah it's too grown up we said tushy tushy i think we're gonna i think we landed on tush we, we landed on we say that anyways we landed on tushy and toots yeah no farts <laughs> no farts and butts just tushy and toots tushy and toots i feel like that should be Wait, the episode was that the word that you you grew up knowing for for farts was toots i think so i grew up with stinker that's weird I grew up with stinkers and my dad tried to call them fizzles and then, that's really what what is this Matilda? And then uh Jen, my cousin, her grandma always called them fluffies. I had a uh, my best friend growing up, it was always poots. Yep, yeah, mom always said poots. Poots, yeah. I feel like that could be a podcast uh, all different names for a fart. No, no, no. no. Oh, no. Come on, gross. Uh Tushies and Toots. <laughs> or that could be a blog name or Instagram name. I, I would die. You know, because every influencer is oh like, gosh, then golden sapphire. They're or, so stupid. You know, high heels and holograms. It's like every time I, I see some a new blogger pop up and they've got a stupid name like that, I'm like, why can't you just use your name? Like, why can't it? Why can't your blog just be your name? Like, well, I'm it, at Angela Lanter. Yeah, but you're hello gorgeous. But nothing Everybody is named hello gorgeous. Nothing is named that. That's the name of my blog. But, like, that's not my handle because my photos are of me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I don't like that. And I wonder if, how many times these girls are going to change their names, you know, Butterflies and Bichons, <laughs> Louis Vuittons and Leopard. That's probably, that's probably, that's probably actually a really a, a blog name, Louis yeah. and Leopards, Leopard and Louis, something like that. Valentinos Leopard. and violets, like like boobs and lubes. Yeah, I actually love that. I think that's hilarious. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of bloggers out there with like names like that. Yeah, and I hate it. A touch of it's a, fine if that's the name of your blog, but like don't make that like who how everybody knows you. Right, like you walk in and they're like, "Oh, the seats reserved for boobs and lubes." That does happen. Right, exactly. That's what I've I'm been saying. to so many blogger events where I actually don't even know the blogger's name. I only know the name of their blog. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Or like, hey, there's the bumblebee. The bumblebee. 
Is this Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we doing here? I don't know. Oh my gosh. This is what we always do. What do you mean? Oh Lord. We got to get the intro music going. Play it. Here we go. want an alternative to harsh acne treatments? Most acne medications leave your skin dry and irritated because the active ingredient is benzoyl peroxide. Meltdown blemish treatment by Bloom is different. It's a proprietary blend of essential oils that leaves you with clear, glowy skin while minimizing blemishes and clearing up redness. Meltdown is a powerful blend of natural ingredients that takes down pimples overnight. It does not contain harsh chemicals, no benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, sulfates, or parabens. It's vegan and cruelty-free. And I think it's worth mentioning, because we are a baby podcast, that it's pregnancy safe. So that's pretty cool. Customers love the product. Check out their website, meetbloom.com. That's Bloom, spelled B-L-U-M-E, to find hundreds of reviews. Or if you just want to go to their Instagram and look at the before and after pictures, you can do that and... I don't know, get a feel for what it's going to do on the picture. Right now, our listeners will get 25% off and free shipping when you text BUMP to 797979. This is a special offer you can't get anywhere else, and you support Hello Baby when you support our sponsors. So text BUMP to 797979 to get 25% off Meltdown Blemish Treatment by Bloom. If you don't love it, Return it for a full refund and no questions asked. Text BUMP to 797979. Okay. Well, we're back. We're going we're gonna to get on topic. Well, first I want to say something. Okay. On the topic of boobs, I'm pretty oh, sure right. I still have breast milk. I, it is June. I have not breastfed since January, and I'm pretty sure that I still am lactating. I'm pretty sure you are, too. How do you know that? We won't go into that. Okay. <laughs> but do we need to get that checked out? <laughs> like, Is this like a, med- a medical problem? Well, I asked my gynecologist about it, and she said it's totally normal. And I've read that some women will have breast milk for years after. Okay, look, I'm just saying, if this is going to be happening, can we just capitalize on it and try to sell some on the black market? I'm like not producing, producing. I think I just have a little bit of stuff left over, you know? A little bit of stuff here and there Wait adds a minute. up. Did you taste it? Angela, let's not get into all that, all right? Well, I just, I, I'm like trying to figure out. That's the only way that you would know that more than me. Well, look, look, use your big girl mind and figure things out. Okay. But We've got families listening to this podcast. Well, they're listening to a pregnancy and parenting podcast, so obviously they know how babies right. get here. it's not a sex podcast. But they know how babies get here. Come on now. <laughs> Look, uh, <sighs> we are- epi- I made you a daddy, okay? You did. And we're going to talk all about daddies today. Actually, good segue. Nice job. Well, hey, welcome to Hello Baby Podcast. This is going to be episode number 61. This is going to be a big Father's Day special because it's a big Father's Day. Uh, Why is it a big Father's Day? Because it's Father's Day and there's only one of them per year. I just wonder right now why you have your car salesman voice on. 
It's a big Father's Day. Come on down and get half off of this Father's Day. Yep. We got a red one, a blue father, a green father, a young father. Okay, look, we're going to talk all about fathers. Uh, I've got some, some cool content that I have pulled. Uh, I just yelled at Angela for not doing any work. Uh, and Story um, of my life. And I've pulled several articles. Oh, we've got a we've got a tearjerker of a commercial I want to play you guys. But um, anyway, is sixty episode number sixty one? Hello, baby. I'm Matt Lantern. This is my wife Angela. Uh, we've got a child. Her name is McKenley. She's about eighteen months now. And um, this is our podcast. And and, and welcome if you never listened. And um, welcome back if you have. So we're gonna talk about all things fathers and honor thy father. Today, what do you say? Let's do it. All right. Well, let's get started here. Um, you know what I thought I would do. What did you think you would do? Is is I I actually legitimately, and if it's okay with with you and and uh, all of our listeners out there, this is gonna take a little bit of time here, but I thought that's okay. I found an article that I actually wanted to read the entire article. Do you think that's okay? Okay. Is it just, you just sit back and think of this as like sort of a story time. Okay. You know, like a- So you're going to read me to sleep? Yeah, but don't fall asleep. Are you going to fall asleep? (laughs) No, I'm listening. Okay. Okay, well, this this is a history of Father's Day. Okay. And I I just thought it was cool because I've never heard of this stuff before. I never, I I never even thought about- You never thought about it. What, how Mother's Day or Father's Day started, but like we know how- like Valentine's Day came about and Easter. What, like Saint Valentine. Yes. Right. Easter and Thanksgiving. Right. Um, but this is Father's Day, and I've never heard how it started. So, sit back, grab some popcorn and a drink. I want to read you the history of Father's Day. This is uh, I found an article by a woman named Marilyn. La ju, la junit, la junis, la junisse. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a recent article, actually from uh, June 15th. Okay, here we go. In a society built on patriarchy, wait, patriarchy. Patri- patri- you say patriarchy? What do you say? Patriarchy. Patriarchy. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going good. In it's a, a patriarch. In a society built on patriarchy, you, <laughs> patriarchy. You would think that the idea of a holiday celebrating men who had become fathers would be wholly accepted. That wasn't the case when Father's Day, specifically in the United States, was proposed, creating what became a hotly contested debate. Father's Day became a national holiday in the U.S. in 1972 when it was officially recognized by President Richard Nixon's administration six years after former President Lyndon B. Johnson issued the first presidential Father's Day proclamation in 1966. Declaring the third Sunday in June a dedicated day to commemorate dads. For nearly 50 years, we've formally celebrated the fathers and father-like figures in our lives, purchasing barbecue-embellished greeting cards and the latest fishing gear without a second thought. But this mid-20th century dedication was not reflective of the country's sentiments of fatherhood during the first half of that century. According to author Lawrence R. Samuel, the author of American Fatherhood, A Cultural History, The idea of a holiday exalting fatherhood was actually inconceivable to most people during the early 1900s. 
I'll tell you why. Men dominated American society in the early 20th century, of course, making many conclude that establishing a special day to honor fathers was a rather silly and wholly unnecessary idea, Samuel tells Teen Vogue. Unlike Mother's Day, which was officially recognized in 1914 and became a nationally accepted as a day to celebrate the underappreciated services of moms around the country, Father's Day had a harder time getting men to accept a day dedicated to them. Many American men found the idea of Father's Day too effeminate for their liking and also believed it was a holiday invented solely for commercial purposes, Samuel explains. According to Samuel, the first ever Father's Day took place in 1908 in a West Virginia church after hundreds of men died in the worst mining accident in U.S. history. It was a holiday meant to be etched in thankfulness, and it was Grace Golden Clayton, daughter of dedicated reverend, who first proposed a day to honor fathers both alive and dead. The creator of the countrywide celebration of fathers is often considered to be Spokane, Washington resident Sonora Smart Dodd. Dodd was brought up by her single father, who raised her and her five siblings after their mother died. To honor her father, she wanted to create a holiday that mimicked the already nationally accepted Mother's Day. And on Sunday, June 19, 1910, she held her Father's Day celebration. As it was more formal, a more formal gathering, Dodd became the mother of Father's Day revolution in the U.S., so to speak. Samuel refers to Dodd's Father's Day creation as a happier than the original West Virginia version of the same holiday. What came to be known as Father's Day was celebrated in various parts of the world and in various ways going back to the Middle Ages or perhaps even before that, Samuel explains. Through the early decades of the 20th century, Father's Day gradually picked up steam to become the popular holiday that is today in the United States. As Samuel explains, it wasn't until the 1930s when Mother's Day had been considered highly commercialized that major retailers set their sights on Father's Day, aiming to recreate their Mother's Day success. Are you getting bored yet? No. Okay, good. While many consumers watched their pennies during the Depression, they were eager to show appreciation to their loved ones serving in the military during World War II, laying the foundation for the $1 billion-plus spending spree it is today, Samuel says of Father's Day commercial appeal in its beginning stages. With hesitation and pushback from fathers across the country, it was various American presidents who played a key role in making Father's Day the holiday we know and celebrate today. Presidents Woodrow Wilson and Calvin Coolidge each publicly recognized the day, mostly because they saw it as a good way to improve their image among voters. <laughs> when they tried to make it a federally endorsed celebration, however, Congress turned them both down. Jump ahead a few decades when President Johnson became the first president to officially honor Father's Day in 1966. And six years later, President Nixon successfully established Father's Day as a national holiday. In 1979, President Carter was compelled to officially redeclare Father's Day. And he did just that in April of that year in a nationally televised speech. Thanks to a publicity boost by various presidents over the course of 100 years, Father's Day became more accepted in American society. As a result, the idea of fatherhood changed as well. According to Samuel, President Carter expected fathers to play more significant role in raising their children and take greater responsibilities within their family life. More currently, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama used their administration to urge American fathers to place an emphasis on the importance and value of fatherhood. 
Father, Father's Day has been has since become a recognizable institution with modern era celebrating fathers in various forms. Father's Day, like many holidays, has become beyond the privacy of his family observances, a rallying point for marketing, particularly around domestic consumerism. Uh, it helped evolve the ca- category of father, too, he says, to include a broad swath of other and at times multiple father figures, including divorce fathers, stepfathers, adoptive fathers, grandfathers, and unmarried men cohabit, co, wait, cohabit, cohabit, co- what, what is going on right now? I can't think. Cohabitating? No. Cohabitating. Cohabitating. You know what? It's not spelled like that, though. Cohabit. I don't know. You know what I mean. In the homes of children who are not on their own. Samuel echoes Mars' observance of the evolution of Father's Day and notes the fathers have since rejected the feminine model and transformed the holiday into one that celebrates the maleness. He points to gifts like certificates for paintball or race car driving or... Uh, as opposed to flowers and neckties as prime examples of affirmations of this new masculine parenting. Father's Day is much more than a hallmark holiday, I believe, as it is a reminder of the importance and sometimes overlooked role that dads play in the lives of children, Samuel says. The day is thus a rare opportunity to formally recognize that dads truly matter by bestowing in their children the psychological gifts of confidence, self-esteem, sense of adventure, and sensible risk-taking. And there you go. That is the history of Father's Day. I had no idea that it wasn't put into effect until the 70s. That's kind of mind-blowing to me. Well, yeah, officially. That's a huge difference between, was it 1914 for Mother's Day and then 1972 for Father's Day? That's crazy. Uh, no, no. I think it was actually way prior. Mother's Day was way prior. They were yeah, talking like 1914. About, no, no, because they were talking about in like 1914 or 1909 was when that when that girl Dodd officially like held her own little recogni- recognition day for her father, um, and that's when they kind of like that's when the first person started. But Mother's Day was already fully in effect and in full swing. It's just so crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like. I guess the role of the father. Yeah, it was significantly different back then. It was different well, back then. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, it, it depends. It, it sometimes it's still that way, you know, depending on, on the family structure. Well, the family structure. Beliefs, and, culture. Yeah, I was going to say definitely like culturally, um, fathers are are different and interact with a family different and interact with their kids different. I mean, mm-hmm. just by example, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me talking about this because this is his culture. My manager is from Jordan. Mm-hmm. He's he's Arabic. Mm-hmm. And the way, it was just funny. Like, they're all during the pregnancy and, 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 you know, talking with him about the things that I was doing and the classes that I was attending with you and the research that I was doing with you. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like, I'm going to a class to learn how to childbirth, childbirth, and mm-hmm. breathe. And he was like, why would you be going to that? Right. Um, hang on, I gotta take a drink here. Uh, you gotta stay hydrated during these podcasts. You know what I mean? I mean, it wears me out. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, whew. I will say that when he comes home from voiceover sessions, that your I'm, voice is shot. I'm parched. 
No, not parched. You literally have no voice. Well, only if I'm yelling and doing stuff like that and, you know. So, that's not a far fetch. <clears throat> so, anyway, yeah, I, I don't remember the specific scenario, but. It was, I do. There was something that I remember talking to him about, and he truly, It was going truly, to my doctor's appointments. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't understand. Okay, that's what it was. That's what it was. Um, so, you know, I, I'm ha I have to give him my schedule because he he basically keeps my professional schedule for me. And I was telling him, okay, this day, this day, this day, um, you know, I've got this going on, and and then on Tuesday, um, you know, I've got a doctor's appointment I've got to get to, mm -hmm. um, and it's a you know whatever it's a. 20, ultrasound or whatever 20 yeah 24 week checkup or something like that yeah, he was whatever like, that big milestone one is like the 20th or 22nd he was like um oh okay he goes do you, so you i i'm sorry i'm so confused do you have a doctor's appointment or is it angela's doctor's appointment and i was like well what do you mean and he goes i are you are you going into the doctor or and i said well no i mean it's Angela's on the table, but you know, we're both going to the doctor's appointment. He was like, I, why, why are you going to her appointments? He, he, bottom line, I don't need to keep carrying on, but he truly, truly did not understand why I attended yeah. all these doctor's appointments, like as a couple, mm -hmm. because in his culture, that that's not what they do. And there were ne numerous instances where I would tell him something and he like started busting out laughing. He also doesn't believe in the man being in the room when the baby's born, does he? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean, don't think so either. He, he, he would bust out laughing because he was like, "Dude, it's it's just so funny, you know, uh, the difference in American guys, American culture, and and our culture." Um, you know, he's also older than we are mm -hmm. too. Um, but he was just like, "It's it's weird because the father in his culture." Your phone's ringing. That's a scam, likely. Why at midnight would I be getting a scam? I don't know. At Who midnight, knows? I'm getting a, a scam, likely. Like, what are these people doing? Oh my gosh! Quick interruption. I got a I got a scam phone call today, and I I said hello, and it was a it was an Indian man speaking, mm -hmm. and and it was really weird. So I didn't say anything, and then he continued to carry on. It was a recording. Of an Indian man saying, I just wanted to call and tell you that your daughter came to my house and kicked my dog today. And there was a pause. And then he was like, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it happened. Why would your daughter, why would she do that? Don't you argue with me. Yes, she did. And it was funny because uh, he was going on and on and on about how like, don't you argue with me. Why, why, don't tell, I'm going to call the police on you and blah, blah, blah. And like I was, I was being silent. So obviously, I knew it was recording. Um, I've never heard that one, and I don't know what it was. The the one that's going around right now is the IRS calling. My mom has gotten it. Well, I feel like that's been going on forever. This right? one seems like super legit though, because it's it's. I can't remember what it was, but it got her. She was like really concerned, and my dad was like, "You, the IRS is never going to call you. They're going to notify you by mail." Well, <clears throat> I mean, for people that don't know, right, it is confusing, right. Anyhow, so going back to that, uh, yeah, he was. My manager was just telling me that like fathers in his culture, really, for the first couple of years, even, 
are just a little bit hands off. I mean, it's when it comes to well, like, well, they don't believe in the woman even cooking, who's given birth. Remember? Because they're kind of unclean. In they're a way. unclean, and they're not allowed to touch food for like sixty days or something like yeah. that after birth, after childbirth. I forgot about that. Yeah, they're not allowed to cook because they're considered unclean for a while. Uh huh. Um, it's it's really wacky to I mean to, to someone in, like me in my culture that that feels crazy, but. For him, the stuff that I was doing felt crazy. Um, and so he was telling me that the 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 in their culture, the father, they're sort of hands off for the first couple of years, and especially when it comes to pregnancy and baby stuff. And then he was like, after that, you know, after a couple of years, the, the fathers are are very hands-on actually. Like like love playing with the kids and, and like they're all about playing with the kids and raising the kids and stuff. Not necessarily the work aspect but probably more that psychological aspect and instilling you know in their kids uh, morals values beliefs um, and, and that sort of thing so mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting mm-hmm. but uh, yeah uh, he has another client who also just had a baby and he was like you guys are crazy you American you American men are, are nuts in the thing you do and he, he kind of did uh, say it with a like a little bit of a like a judging kind of a uh, thing, you know. I mean, he was laughing about it, but in the, in the same way, he's like, "Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. You're wasting your time. Why are right. you going to these doctor's appointments? What are you doing?" You're like that, that. I remember you specifically asking, like, "Well, who goes with the women in your family?" And he says, "Their mom." Yeah. 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 It's uh, just just wacky, but uh, you know, I, I can't I can't imagine not going to some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I remember those last few appointments when you were working on Timeless and you couldn't go with me. It was awful. Yeah, I was upset. I mean, because I had been there the, the, through the whole pregnancy and, <clears throat> you know, Every wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really lucky that I was able to do that. But um, I was upset when I when I wasn't able to go. So anyway, and I don't know, maybe that's because society now is, is, is I know one thing and I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. So I don't know. Um, but I wanted to be involved and I mean, I still do obviously to this day. I'm, 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 I think you would say I'm very hands-on father. hundred percent. And I like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's crazy the way things have changed. And it's really interesting that, that father's day was considered too effeminate. And I guess that it speaks exactly to how the idea of fatherhood was looked at. It's kind of like, uh, I don't. I don't raise the baby. I don't touch the baby. The baby's not my job. It's definitely a job of the moms. But then at that point, the dad's job was to provide financially so that the mom could stay home and take care of the baby. So I guess that's where Father's Day came into play is to honor the the dad for getting up and going to work every morning. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, for sure. Is the, yeah. Ladies, what do we spend more time in all day long than anything else? Our undies. More specifically, let's talk about bras. I want to talk about third love bras and how much I love mine. I have a strapless third love bra that I'm wearing all the time. And the reason that I love it is because it's got the perfect fit. It's comfortable. It's high quality. Hands down. 
it's going to be the most comfortable bra you'll own. The straps don't slip and slide on the bras that do have straps. Like I said, I have a strapless and I love it. And they have tagless labels, which means no itching. They're lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. And also they have a 100% thick guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. And if you don't love it, guess what? You can return it. Third Love will wash it and then donate it to a woman in need. How cool is that? Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. And the fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. And returns or exchanges are free and easy. So that makes it super convenient. And you know what? They have more sizes than most other brands. They offer more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. I'd never even heard of that until Third Love, which is it's just awesome. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash baby now and you will find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash B-A-B-Y for 15% off today. Thirdlove.com slash baby. So let's see, there's some other stuff that I thought, oh, you know what? I, I saw Father's Day 2019. This is a, an article on NNDTV. No, no, no. 10 most memorable quotes on fatherhood. I read through these. I thought they were really cool. Um. Okay, let's see. Ten quotes on Father's Day. This is... Shall I read the name first, the person, or the quote first? Probably the quote first. Okay, here we go. I think my mom put it best. She said, little girls soften their daddy's hearts. Paul Walker. Mm. And that's true. He has a daughter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I, think, I think having a daughter has softened my heart. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I think having a kid in general softens your heart. Yeah, I would I would have to assume that, but, that there is no difference whether it's a boy or a girl. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, cuz now think about it. I'm now I'm 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 picking out matching outfits with pinks and grays and Yeah, but you'd be pack- picking out matching outfits with blues and grays and greens. Well, right, but it's kind of a softer thing. I mean, it's kind of a uh, I'm I'm picking out hair bows. I feel and, like as she gets older, that will be the case because she's going to be asking you to play tea and and Barbies and, and do all this stuff, and you're going to not ever be able to tell her no because you can't even tell her no now. Hardly. Yeah, but I'm I'm waking up on. I'm, I'm definitely the disciplinarian. I'm waking up. I'm I'm putting pigtails in her hair and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that stuff's already started. Yeah. So, okay, let's uh, quote number two. My father gave me the greatest gift anyone could give another person. He believed in me. Jim Valvano. I don't know know who that is either. Any fool can have a child. That doesn't make you a father. It's the courage to raise a child that makes you a father. Is that The Rock? That's Barack. Oh. (laughs) Obama. Kind of (laughs) close. My dad's my best mate, and he always will be. Ooh, somebody Australian. Nope. No? Cher. Oh. My father didn't tell me how to live. He lived and let me watch him do it. That's like a nice one, like sentimental in a way. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Clarence Buddington Kelland. I don't know who these people are. I feel like you're talking real soft. I think you're fading. My microphone's also falling. And you're fading and you're a little disinterested. I'm not disinterested. I'm totally conversing with you. Okay. Next quote. By the time a man realizes that maybe his father was right, he usually has a son who thinks he's wrong. That reminds me of that country music song. These are Yeah, these could all be country songs. Yeah. Why did I say country music song, song instead of just country song? Because you're fading. No, it's because I'm stupid. That's by Charles Wadworth. Next one. Some people don't believe in heroes, but they haven't met my dad. I've got nothing. Well, that's... I'm not... I'm not quizzing you well you're looking at me like guess who no i'm looking at you like like what do you think about that one that was unknown by the way so we don't even know who said it but okay to father growing wait to a father growing old oh to a father growing old nothing is dearer than a daughter you Euripides, Euripides. I'm butchering that. It's probably some like Greek philosopher, and I don't even I don't even know who that is. Any hooters? Okay, next one. It doesn't matter who my father was. It matters who I remember he was. Hmm. And Sexton. I mean, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of people feel like their fathers are one way, and you know, maybe their wives or ex-wives think they're a different way. <laughs> Um, one father is more than a hundred schoolmasters. George Herbert. That's just saying they're important. I think that that's the truth. I think that a dad is very much foundational in, in the way a child develops and grows and who that their personality becomes, what their personality becomes, not who, but what. I think that that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, hey, speaking of The Rock, because you said The Rock. I did say The Rock. You know The Rock is like, he's sort of known, like he's in the news a lot for being a dad lately. Oh, is he? Kind of, yeah. One of my favorite movies, like kid movies, is The Game Plan. Did you ever see that with him when he finds out he's got a little girl? Uh, maybe. Oh my gosh, I love that Is it like a Disney movie? movie? Yeah. I, I might love have seen that it. movie. And I he's a huge Elvis it. fan in it. Yeah? It's so cute. We should watch it. It'll, it'll, especially now having a little girl, I feel like you'll have a, such an appreciation for it. And yeah. he's, he's a professional football player in it. Um, so speaking of The Rock, we're going to get to something about The Rock. But first of all, you know, you, you talked about Elvis. And Elvis is something that your dad instilled in you. Mm-hmm. So are there any other, like, memories or things that you feel like you've been influenced by your dad um, that you can share? Well, definitely Elvis. I mean, that's, <laughs> I grew up watch well, movies, my love of movies too, for sure. Um, Is your dad like a cinephile? Like, you know that. Babe, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm asking you questions for the podcast, for the <laughs> listeners. Yes, that's, yes, he is. It was from some of my earliest memories are going to the video store 
I don't, it wasn't even Blockbuster. It was just like this no name. Like Family Video or something no, around Ohio? No, it was Ohio? called Britain Road Video is what it was called. Yeah. Shout out to Britain Road Video. They, they're out of business. So I drove by oh, the other day. It was okay. so sad. Very b- um, bummer. Anyways, but we would go and rent movies and it was always a movie night. And whenever there was a dirty word or he would do this like really loud rah, 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 over the cuss word so I couldn't hear it. <laughs> How did he know the exact timing? I Actually, that's a great question. I don't know. But then um, we watched a lot of movies over and over and over again. But when I was little, little, he was really into Miami Vice. And we went to church on, I think it was on Saturday nights or was it Sunday nights? But anyways, we'd come home and my mom would have to record Miami Vice for him on the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Vice on the VHS. Yes. Like he was obsessed with Miami Vice and Elvis. Those were the two things. I feel like your dad sort of looks like still he belongs in an episode of miami vice really i think he reminds me of billy ray cyrus no. i told you that the other day no it's the hair no no it's more miami vice really yeah i think that i think he belongs in miami he belongs in miami in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah um but yeah i and your dad was on the road a lot when he, you were young. Yeah, he was. He had an appliance um, business or something, right? When I was or really little, he had an appliance, Stacy's Appliances, which he sold, and then he ended up going into vending, and then he was on the road all the time going all over the place. And a lot of times, I feel like he was in Tennessee. But um, my papa was really, a, a, not a staple. What's the word I'm looking for? A pillar? I guess so in, in my life because he babysat me every day Mm. my mom stayed home from work until i was two and then she had to go back to work and then my papa came in and took care of me and um, my papa was my dad's dad my mom's dad died before i was born so i never knew him but my papa and i were very 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 close and um he did a lot for me so would you say that your papa almost kind of took on a little bit of a role of a father type figure yeah yeah, I mean, because I spent so much time with so him. So he kind of like, he fits into the episode. You know, we're talking about male influence, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he he was a unique character, <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah, he was. I didn't know him real well, but... But what you did know about him, he was... I, I come from some... I've got some family, don't I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually very level for... <laughs> This guy, My used, this guy used duct tape for everything. But I, I know everyone's like, you're rolling your eyes going like, everybody does that. But no, like him for no, real. Like he, this guy made clothes and stuff out of duct tape. He fixed everything with duct tape. I mean, if there was a crack in your windshield, he probably used duct tape. Like that was, he, he used everything. My mom came home from work one day and I was... He felt that I wasn't be able to sit up in my high chair well enough, so he had put sandpaper in my high chair, and it would stick to my diaper, so I wouldn't slide out of my high chair anymore. Yeah, yeah legs were bloodied, but <laughs> no, he would never do anything to hurt me. Um, we had weekly trips. He took me every week to Ch- Chuck E. Cheese, and he took me every week to the hamburger station. Did you have hamburger stations in Georgia? Is that an Ohio mm, thing? It's Ohio. Oh, it's still here. What is it? It's just a chain okay. a hamburger restaurant all right i actually would like to go have one just to know what they taste like now because it's been so long do you remember them being just incredible no i don't remember i just remember that there was at the one that he always took me to there was a big fake horse and i always <laughs> wanted to sit on the horse it was the size of a real horse 
That's funny. Um, my papa, when I was in college, I bought myself a Toyota Celica, and one day he called me over to his house, said he had something for me, and I came to visit him, and he had my mom and dad there, and he had my boyfriend at the time there, and he handed me an envelope, and I opened it, and it was the title to my car. He went to the dealership and paid off everything on my car so that I wouldn't have a car payment anymore. Wow. That was when I was probably about 22. Hmm. I didn't even know what to do with myself. So Lucky. I know. I was, I was the only grandchild on that side of the family until I was... Gianna was born when I was like 14, I think. So, I mean... I had 14 years with him as the only grandchild. So I was, there was no, I can't even say I was the favorite because there was no one to compete with, you know? Right. So he did everything for me. I mean, it, even as an adult, if I went to his house, he always had a pack of Oreos waiting for me in his refrigerator. He kept them in his refrigerator. Oh, that's funny. Always. Um, but you can actually Google him and read news stories about him. He was, yeah, he was... <laughs> He got, he was arrested right before, when he was, how old was he? Probably about 81, 82. He was arrested for filling in potholes in front of his house because he felt that the city wasn't doing a good enough job with a pickaxe. So he went out and he pickaxed it. The guy blew up a, a truck. Oh, that was in the 70s. He like blew up a truck with like TNT. No, he built a, a dynamite. I think he used dynamite. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, he... He was rough. He owned yeah. he owned the first bar in Akron that had go-go dancers. Cool. <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, but your your dad, though, um, shout out and kudos to your dad because uh, that guy has been painting our townhouse here in Ohio. Yeah. Like a madman. Every day for, for like, what, two weeks? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, for my dad, I, uh, wh- I was thinking like stuff that he instilled in me. I mean, first of all, my dad, he coached all my teams when I was young. Like I, I was that kid. He was that dad. He was my coach every year for baseball, uh, fall ball, spring baseball. And Is that two different things? Yeah. You played two different baseball teams? Yeah. I had no idea. I played like baseball two times a year. One was like regular baseball and the other was fall ball. So wait, which one was for school? Spring? School wasn't until high school. We didn't have like school baseball when we were young. So it was like city leagues. Yeah, city leagues. And then once you get into high school, then you play for school. Hmm. And then if you're not playing for the school, they they actually still have leagues. Really? In Mm -hmm. high school? Yeah. Because there's so many people that play baseball. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, when I was like 15 or 16, I I played uh, a league. Um, Yeah. Then I played high school ball as well. But anyway, so yeah, my, my dad, ins- I think he instilled the love of sports for sure. I mean, not I think, I know for sure. My dad was a huge baseball fan, mm-hmm. big football fan, took me to, you know, I remember going to games when I was little. I remember going to like, man, I remember when I was, when I was like probably no joke four, maybe five years old, I'll just say five to be safe. I knew all of the sports teams, all of like the baseball teams, all of the NFL teams. I had all the little NFL helmets and the baseball helmets. I could like line them up and tell you what cities and all that kind of stuff. And I remember watching football 
you know, when I was probably six or seven years old. The first time I met you, you were watching football, if that tells you anything. <laughs> With my stepdad, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, so my dad, he, he instilled the love of sports. Uh, he was, you know, coached my teams. And looking back, and I mean, really at the time, I, I guess I, I didn't know that I loved it, that he coached my teams and that we were, you know, rode to practice together and all that kind of stuff. Uh, because that just was that was how it was like that was that was life I really didn't know anything else but now looking back like how cool was that that he you know was there every practice and he saw me he was got to spend time with me in a way and I got to spend time with him every practice every game and you know out back I played a lot of catch with my dad in the backyard and like just some of my like best memories of of growing up are the simple memories, you know, playing catch in the backyard while he's like grilling burgers or grilling something for dinner. You know, we'd have to like stop every couple of minutes so he could check and flip the burger or whatever. And, and the barbecue was right there. And, you know, it'd be like a, a storm getting ready to roll in and in, in Georgia and flipping burgers and playing catch. And man, we, we played catch. I mean, seriously, probably every day. And I would pitch to him and, um, uh, so I think, and also, you know, I, I got to be pretty good at, at, I mean, for, you know, what for rec leagues and city leagues and all that stuff, I was pretty good, um, which definitely came from him because I know he played when he was young. Um, so with love of sports, all that, I, I think um, I definitely got a sense of um, handy, mm -hmm. like handiness from my that. dad. Mm -hmm. He's very handy around the house. He does all sorts of stuff. I mean, he can build all sorts of stuff. So He's can just, you. He's just really, really a handy guy, and I, I think I've watched him and learned from him growing up through the years. And um, if I didn't learn it directly from him, I think like the the drive or the willingness or the uh, uh, curiosity, desire. desire to figure it out came from from him. But my mom, she's also like that too. My mom's really handy as well. Yeah, and my mom is actually like very. Uh, we always laugh because she's kind of like MacGyverish in in a way that like she'll figure out how to fix something or make something work. So, but they were a good pair in that way. They were a good pair, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, but my dad, he was the guy that he'd get out there and he rented the back like the backhoe bobcat thing and like <laughs> we our house. He he was like bulldozing dirt around and building retaining walls and stuff out of flagstone. Like all on his own, mm -hmm. you know. So just that's totally something you would do too. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? I just walked walked outside the other day, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And you're like, literally pulling down the downspout, and like, well, I was like, fixing gut gutters. The gutters, but we're in a rental, and we have a maintenance man to do that. But nope, not you. Well, I had, I had to fix the gutters, and I had to like reattach the gutters and, and mm -hmm. raise them and stuff. Yeah, the flow of water because wasn't we correct don't and all that. We don't have a maintenance man. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, love of sports and and also like the uh, I my dad he owned a painting company and I worked for him. I I painted with him. I I learned a lot of that stuff through working with him and working kind of under his tutelage. I knew you were gonna go there with a weird word. Why? Because I could just tell. <laughs> so. Yeah, I did everything, you know, painting and pressure washing and caulking and uh, fixing little things and uh, patchwork and just all sorts of stuff. I really learned from him. And uh, then I, I went to work at Sherwin-Williams, 
in the paint store and it was interesting because my dad sort of got me that job I mean, more or less he knew those Sherman Williams people and got me the opportunity and I worked there for a few years and then actually went on and, and worked like full time back with my dad um, where I went to work with him every morning and looking back I, I wish I had known how kind of special that time was that I woke up and went to work with him every day and then we had lunch together every day then he paid for my lunch every day too and that was nice <laughs> but yeah I mean I got to, I worked you know got ten dollars an hour and pretty much worked full-time with him and it's kind of funny to think about that because then when we did went to Alabama it was the roles were reversed and he went got up and went to work with you every day yeah I had lunch with you every had day. lunch with me every day yeah mm-hmm. and I paid well I didn't pay for his lunch but I got him free lunch mm-hmm. on the set mm-hmm. yeah that's really really interesting and he pretty much stayed with me all day every day mm-hmm. um so yeah, I mean those are some things that I definitely learned uh you know from my dad and my dad sort of instilled in me and um so obviously he's an important guy and and, and we did mention it but we got to touch on it the stepfather's thing too. Um you know my my stepdad uh Val has been in my life for what? I mean 15 years now or maybe even more than that. Yeah, about 15 about I'd say. 15 years something like that yeah. yeah and he's man he's been through a whole lot and uh i think just definitely learned from him and how i've seen him treat my mom um uh, and and uh certain you know act in certain ways and you know i feel like there's definitely things i've learned from him about marriage and uh faith faith and and just uh kind of a playfulness in your marriage and a in a um, gosh, how can I? I like an or- how to appreciate good food. <laughs> yeah, can appreciate good food, and I don't know, just staying kind of like young and ornery. I guess I've sort of like learned some of those things from him. I think. Um, he's, so he's definitely a big personality. He is, but anyway, he's been an influence in my life too. So, um, I you know what? That being said, have you heard about this new commercial that's floating around? The the Budweiser commercial. Yes. It's been all over Facebook. Okay. All over Facebook. So uh, I don't know if you guys out there have seen this yet, but it came up on like a Yahoo News or something like that. And it was talking about Budweiser has just released a Father's Day, a commercial honoring fathers. Uh, well, Father's Day commercial honoring stepdads. And it says it's a tearjerker. So, of course, I clicked it. I watched it. And, of course, it was great. I, I want to play you guys this audio because I think I think it plays. I mean, obviously, it's better when you're watching it. Um, but I found this on people.com. And, um, and I think that you can get something from listening to it. So I'm going to go ahead and play this uh, right now for you guys. Uh, this is a Budweiser commercial honoring stepfathers. Growing up, it was just my mom and I. 
I had this fantasy that my parents were gonna get back together. When my mom met Randy, I just remember my mom would try to get us to act like father and daughter. I was not having it. I don't need this other person trying to come in and be my dad. Your pole's all backwards. Well, see? When I met Paul 28 years ago, I was a fiery little uh, a brat. You said it, not me. <laughs> As a stepfather, you know, you have boundaries and you know the relationship it develops over time. And I just took things, you know, day by day and you know, we grew as a family. I told your mom when I first met her, I was like, I want this. You know, it took some time, but I suddenly saw Randy in a different light. There's this person right here that loves me and will do anything for me. And then it was like, boom, what are you doing? You have you have someone right there, like right in front of you. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. It's one of those things I don't think you ask for, right? Like you're not like, you know, one day I'm going to be a stepfather. <laughs> watching Victor grow, watching the person that he's become has been amazing. And to know that maybe I've had a little bit of influence on that has been awesome. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> I think she got the work ethic from me. I do always have a job and pay my bills and... Except your phone bill. <laughs> well, I think parents should always keep you on their phone bill. I do too, because that way I know she'll call us. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is uh, kind of a part of this that you didn't really know. I wanted to actually ask you to... Um, like legally adopt me because I've been using your last name anyways if you could just like actually like legally adopt me I think it would be like kind of just like a beautiful ceremonial thing you know what I mean absolutely I, just, I think it'd be so how do you envision your wedding mainly I want you to be the one to walk me down the aisle but more than that um, I was wondering if you'd adopt me and become my dad for real Everything that my biological father promised that he would do, you actually came through and did. I just wanted to ask you if you would like to adopt me as yours. Love you. Does your mom know about this? <laughs> I feel like I'm making up for something that I never had. It feels like I had this family all along and I didn't see that I had it. To me, he's always been my father. Yeah. And it says, for all the stepfathers. And then it morphs into fathers, and it says, this bud's for you. I don't know if you guys can really hear that or not, but... Um, I suggest you you go and watch it if you uh, if you have a desire to. It's it's really touching and, and heartwarming, and it really does put a great emphasis that stepfathers are, are fathers too, man, and they you know they're can important, important, and just as much influence in people's lives. So yeah, we salute you, stepfathers. <laughs> um, I figure we go over like one last thing here because you mentioned the rock. Yeah. So. <laughs> What's this about? Oh, boy. No, 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 no. People.com put together um, basically The Rock's Guide to Fathering or, or to Being a Father, a Good Father. 
Um, and it's all these little pictures. And this is really entertaining, too. And obviously, I wish you guys could see the pictures. but uh, And I won't read you the quotes on every one. But it's basically like through his Instagram, he's basically <laughs> talking about how to be a father. So um, how to be a father. Have fun while staying healthy. He's talking about he left 100 eggs for his daughter on Easter, but filled with tiny toys, not candy. <laughs> when it comes to the Rock's house, last thing I need is wrangling a bunch of whacked out kiddos who have become candy crackheads on the sugar come down. <laughs> uh, says <clears throat> another way. Um, always have your family's back. It's a picture of him holding his little, little, little tiny daughter's first birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Um, holding her hands and saying, Get used to daddy's hands, kid. They'll always have your back. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Another one is believe in your kids. Um, let's see. Um, believing. Yeah. It, it, there's a video, Instagram video of him um, talking to his little tiny daughter, brushing up on some uh, International Women's Day trivia. Uh, another one is always prioritize family. There's a picture of him and on on a private plane, uh, but his, his quote is, flew from L.A. to Miami so I could spend an awesome afternoon with and lovely dinner with my number one Valentine. Aw. Yeah. Uh, little slept so well worth, oh, little sleep, but so well worth our invaluable and fun father-daughter time. Uh, so either way, I mean, he was putting in the effort, putting in the work to fly across country, so that's cool. Um. Another one, mark every milestone together. Mark every milestone. Uh, let's see. When this little estrogenic mini-me waits, waits for me at the door and says, Daddy, have a great work day today, I scoop her up and start to, and he's got some emojis there like fishing for a heart uh, some, or something. I don't know. Truth is, she's exactly what I needed to see before hopping in my pickup to go and shoot the biggest and most meaningful magazine cover of my career, which was the uh, Time 100 Most Influential People magazine cover. Super special. Um, another another thing to know, to learn, is always room for compromise. <laughs> and he's talking about negotiation. Me, baby, come here, give daddy a kiss. He's got to go to work. But daddy, I have to paint your toes. No, daddy's got to get his, he's got his shoes on, got to go to work. Now come give me a kiss. Okay, then let me paint your face, daddy. Absolutely not. I got to go to work. Get over here and kiss me. And he says, while looking up at me with her mama's intoxicating blue eyes, but daddy, I need to paint your face for work. Okay, make sure you choose manly colors that are flattering to my complexion. <laughs> oh, man. Said, as much as I tell her no with my crazy busy life, this is the stuff I actually love. Is he married? He's not married. I think he's got a girlfriend. He's got a few different daughters. With the same woman? Um, I'm not sure. No, he's got an older daughter, like a teenage daughter with someone else. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. Um, let's see. Talking about uh, uh, shiitake happens, literally. Uh, let's see. There is always time. Come here, baby. Give daddy a kiss. I got to go to work. Daddy, you need your nails painted. Sorry, baby. Daddy's got to go to work. Daddy, you really need your nails painted. Yes, you're right. Daddy needs his nails painted. <laughs> and then it's a picture of, of course, him getting his nails painted. 
Um, also teaching her that girls run the world. That she can be anything she wants. She can sit at any table. She can trailblaze a path while humbly and gratefully recognizing those before her. Uh, she'll have a strong voice. Make a positive impact. So instilling belief in her. Um, let's see. No one goes hungry. Oh, that's funny. I said family dinner looks a little different. His his girlfriend's breastfeeding their baby, and he's spoon feeding his girlfriend because she's busy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. Be trustworthy. Uh, changing diapers. He's got a, a photo of him changing diapers and saying, regardless of where we're at, when number two happens with my baby girl, I'm the number one man for the job. <laughs> It says uh, another one. Being a dad is a life, is a job of a lifetime. Uh, love is all you need. Gratitude is given. And um, stay busy. Being busy really helps me. Coming home and being in a rhythm of go, of go all day, and just be being able to come home and do bath time and diaper duty is helpful to him. Man, the rain's really coming down out there now, huh? Mm-hmm. Raining again. Anyway, I thought those were fun. Yeah, they are fun. And and they were cute. So anyway, uh, you know, that's about all I have for Father's Day. You know, it was kind of kind of cool talking about the history of Father's Day and talking a little bit about our fathers and and um, and that sort of thing and, and family and what and what they mean to us. Um, but we just hope you guys have a chance to, you know, honor and salute your father or your father like figure in your life. And um yeah, and thanks for joining us to, to, to chat about it. And, um, you know, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode or learned a little thing or two. And um, come on back for the next episode. We don't know what it's going to be or when it's going to be. <laughs> now, nah, pre- presumably, it's going to be next week. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, what? Did you have some to add? I was just going to say thank you for being such a good daddy. Oh, yeah. You're way better at it than... I could have ever hoped that you would be. You think so? Yeah. You're so hands-on. You, do, you don't shy away from anything. Yeah, you're the best. You couldn't have even hoped for a better dad? No. Wow. No. Nope. Wow, okay. No. Nope. Well, well, I'll you, take that you, compliment. You surpass my wildest expectations. It, um, it is the job of a lifetime. It's, uh, the, I think, the greatest and the most important job I'll ever have next to being a husband and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely it definitely changes you and definitely changes your outlook. And I, I feel like I'm a little bit of a basket case sometimes now because I'm a dad. I feel like well, my anxieties are sometimes through the roof. And a lot of that has to do with her and um, just like the anxiety of keeping up with her mm-hmm. and, and, and really never be a, being able to turn off. It's always my job to be on and alert. And, yeah. you know, I, unfortunately I, I feel like it does come with like anxiety and struggles and being a father, but I guess that's part of it. And I think that, you know, I, I guess maybe makes me a good dad in some ways that I'm, <laughs> that you care so much, that, that I care so much that I'm like freaked out all the time. She's going to get hurt, but I don't know. Maybe I need to, I'm still learning how to be a dad. I'm still learning how to sink into this role and uh, I'm, I'm learning, I, you know, how to, how to do it, I guess just with grace. And I think that's one thing. I mean, there was a, I did something, was it tonight? It was tonight. I, I had a dad fail. I had a, you know, and I was very upset with myself. Um, you get so mad at yourself. 
Well, quickly, what happened was she's got a little bit of a rash right now going on, and our baby's got very sensitive skin. She got um, your sensitive skin. Yeah, I've got sensitive skin, and she's got it. And so she was very red, and you could tell she just was chafing a lot, uh, you know, in her diaper area and all that kind of stuff. And, and I don't know why, but I went to we wiped her down and I went to put on, on diaper cream and then she started crying and like, and wailing and, and like picking her legs up and kind of guarding herself, like not letting me wipe her. And I felt so awful. I looked at it or Angela looked at the cream and she goes, babe, this is not diaper cream. It's, it's lotion. It's like, what was it? Sunscreen lotion or something? No, it was just body lotion, but it was scented. It was scented body lotion. I mean, number one, what it was is totally natural, but it's just what was body lotion doing on her diaper changing pad? I don't know. Well, it was there for after bath time to put lotion on her. Okay. Well, it I guess it just it looked like the diaper cream tube of the same brand, I guess. And I felt so awful. Um because you could tell the poor little thing was in pain and immediately we actually ran a, a warm bath and just went ahead and gave her a bath early for the evening. Um and she was fine. She was happy and healthy and laughing in the bath five minutes later but i felt so awful and i was beating myself up over it but i guess my point is i, I need to give myself grace more yes you do and in, in being a father and making like certain little mistakes and that she is okay she's not gonna remember and she's gonna love me um just the same um but uh yeah i mean i i guess i i never really knew I mean, I I knew I was going to love her. I, I knew I was going to be into her. But there are moments that I am frustrated and need to get away. And then there are moments where I just can't wait to see her and, and play with her and mm-hmm. wake her up. And I'm getting ready to travel for a little bit and be away from Angela and McKinley. And I'm a little upset about it. And I don't know how I'm going to handle it. I really haven't been away from her for this long uh at all in her entire life i've been really blessed to be around her but mm-hmm. so i'm not sure i'm gonna take it but i guess we'll see maybe you'll you'll hear about it next time or something my <laughs> not being around my family and missing them but anyhow we love you guys here at hello baby thanks for listening and um and and i guess we'll see you next week and that's really about all signing off for this father's <laughs> day and uh we hope you guys all have a good father's day yeah we salute you dads and you yes. guys all out there if you're if you're out there supporting your families and loving your kids and um then you're awesome and you're uh, doing it right you're doing it right and we're we're couldn't be more proud all right guys thanks for listening and we will catch you next week bye-bye bye, bye.